This week on the podcast, we're joined by the one and only Bubba Pudding. We talk Apex, some news surrounding the PlayStation graphics cards in the market. Maybe we'll like, maybe we can actually buy some. Holy fuck. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. Pudding. That one sounded suspiciously like uh, Hank Hill. Just going to let you know that right now. It's good because Bubba was definitely mowing uh, before you got here. We had to <laughs> throw it back there, man. Yes. It sounded terrible on my end, too, just so you guys are aware. Cool. Yeah, I was to say, it sounded like, like we couldn't understand a damn word you were trying to say. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green. Green, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. I'm 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 here. I'm alive. Mm -hmm. I I can't complain. Excellent. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing pretty decent. I can't complain yet. There's still time. There's still time. We're also joined by the spooky and the ukulele. It's Mendachi. How you doing, Mendachi? Great, man. Uh, pretty spooky. I spent all of Memorial Day weekend having this uh, continuing nightmare uh, of people that weren't people. Uh, it was very like uh, body snatchers esque, um, but they would uh, lull you into a, a sort of false sense of security, and then um, you just wouldn't be anymore uh it's uh not not sure what that means it's not like one of those dreams where all your teeth fall out but uh it just you know imagine everyone you know slowly being uh replaced by something that isn't quite them and uh maybe i'm not quite myself danny okay i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it we're also joined once again bubba it's been a while how long has it been bubba 49 months? I don't know. <laughs> but we're also joined by the one and only Bubba Pudding, who is a longtime friend of the show. And I think I almost feel like it's been at least two years since you've been on the since show. Since been on the show? Yeah. Uh, it was probably OG at the time frame, like when it was like the beginning stages. So, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yes, I am glad to have you on. We are longtime friends. Uh, we, oh, yeah. So, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, man. It, so, it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go for it. Oh, <laughs> as I drink, as I drink out of this lovely next to nothing podcast mug. That's true. Ooh, repping. That is true. That is a lovely next to nothing mug. Uh, yeah. So we've been longtime friends, Bubba. For the folks who have not met you yet, who are you? What do you do? And where can people find you? Uh, my name, you can call me Bubba. That's about as simple as that could be. Uh, Bubba Pudding over on the Twitch and the stuff. Uh, I, uh, as of now, I would classify myself as an Apex streamer. Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, I did jump around there quite a bit. Um, I was in the, the farming simulator in the start. Uh, that was a wonderful time, and it still is a wonderful time. Uh, but yeah, just doing a lot of Apex stuff and, uh, Got my own podcast as well, too, but I won't share too much at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to nowadays. See, that's a new development for me. I don't think I knew that. 
it's that, been it we're we're just about our one year it's coming up see we have to reconnect more often we'll have to talk about that after the show but plug it plug it baby boo what's, plug what's, it, the, uh, yeah, what's it, the show so it's called metro machines uh the metro machines podcast essentially is what it is it's me and four other dudes uh that we basically i don't want to say we grew up together but we uh had a fun fun like five years uh from for me it started back in 2013 and then that was just kind of like our buddy who runs the thing is a dj and so uh back in the day he used to do a lot of like dances and stuff for like uh at the time it was high school dances and stuff like that so that was just kind of like our way to get out on the weekends but as we grew older it just wasn't as successful so he made the switch over to weddings and now our podcast is based around uh basically advice for new newlyweds and stuff like that like what to do and what not to do at weddings and then also our uh and also our uh our random trips that we do which we actually just came back from this past weekend so Excellent, excellent. Guys, go check that out. Of course, the links will be in the description of this episode if you watch on YouTube. And uh, guys, of course, as always, thanks for watching and listening to the show. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to join us live, you can find us on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. If you like what we do on YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe and uh, hang out with us every week. Um, of course, though, we're not just interested in your time and attention. We also like hearing all your thoughts on anything that we talk about during the show and our question of the week, which is uh, brought to us by uh, Bubba Pudding. This week, our question of the week is, who likes Braunschweig? Is, is it Braun Braunschweiger? Braunschweiger. Yes. Braun yeah. See, now you're making me overthink it now because I said it just fine earlier. Oh. Braunschweiger. Uh, Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger. And you could say it any other way you want, really, honestly, but... Yeah. It's good. It's good shit. If you've never had it, um, it is apparently like a a pork and beef liver paste that is, uh, as Green described it, the uncooked insides of a hot dog. Uh, so if you like that, sound off in the Twitch chat or let us know in uh on YouTube if uh that is something you enjoy. Uh, I want to specify before we get uh a bunch of comments in the YouTube uh video about me being inaccurate about Braunschweiger. I said it is like <laughs> an no. uncooked hot dog. It's like a paste, beef and beef and, and pork paste. No, he said it tastes exactly like the inside right. of a hot dog uncooked. That tell him how incorrect. tell him how wrong he is in the comments. Comments are good for the YouTube algorithm, Green. Hot dogs, yay! <laughs> take take one for the team. Okay. <laughs> I'm a it's fragile like, it, little bead. Please be careful. I don't want to agree with Mr. Green because he's shitting on it a little bit. But uh, I, the be in a weird way, you could say it's a spreadable hot dog, but it tastes <laughs> better than a hot dog because it has spices in it. Very incorrect. Is it? Is it just hot dog oh. butter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hot dog butter with spices. All right, come it's on. Not, it's not good. I mean, it's hot dogs are good. also spiced though. Like hot dogs have spices in them as well. Yeah. Uh Mendaji, do you have do you have anything to throw in here? Man, I've had worse I've had worse things, but like you gotta you gotta describe it like a little bit better like than like spreadable hot dog. Oh god. Like, okay. 
You know, like uh, the trend of uh, is it cake or is it real? Imagine seeing a hot dog and like you put a hot dog on like a piece of bread and you just take a bread knife and you just squish it out and you just spread it. That's what I imagine this shit, dude. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I I will admit it doesn't not it like it honest to God, it does not look good when you first look at it. It just mm. it just looks like a bunch of mush. But when you taste it, it's a different story. Yeah, kind of like a car accident. Oh my goodness. Well, guys, sound <laughs> off in the YouTube comments, or you can tweet it at a screen. Where can they tweet at us at? At next to nothing PC. Of course. Excellent. Uh, well, let's get into our first topic. Right. We haven't talked Apex in a while. In fact, I think the last time we talked Apex, uh, it was when Ash was released, I think. Green. Oh boy. Check me. Uh yeah, I think it was Ash. I think so. So, yeah, we haven't talked Apex in quite a while, but Bubba, you are an Apex Pro, I hear. So, careful I'm, on the pro. Careful on the pro. I mean, you you do stream Apex, right? Yes, yes. I'm a pro in the sense of I play a lot of it. And, and As you get for paid. How good I am. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I'll give you the I'll give you that one. Damn right it will. Anyways, so yeah, let's talk what's new in Apex. Um, so it's been a while. There's been a couple new characters. Um, I think most notably the most recent character. This is what, season? Oh, I just had it. Uh, uh, this is... 13? 13. 13. Yes, 13. Just, yep. Yeah. Uh, so introduced with season, season 13 was uh, a guy named um, Newcastle. Uh, so go on ahead. Tell us like all the changes that's happened with uh, Apex season 13 and, and this new uh, hero or this new legend. Yeah. So Newcastle is, uh, I, I really want to say this in a weird way, but like, he's like a mobile Gibby in a sense. So like he's very shield minded, but he's also very like, he's very tactical at the same time. So basically to go down like what he has. So his passive is, is that is, and I've seen it on the video on there a couple of times, but his passive is, is what he's able to do is whenever an enemy is down, he is essentially able to, when you're reviving him, he's not the one reviving. He essentially gives the syringe to whoever is down. And then he is able to pull them back into safety with a shield in front of him. So basically, he's not really doing the reviving. He's just trying to drag you out of there. But it's in a sense, he is reviving you, though, because he brought you the syringe to revive you. Now, the interesting part of it is, is it's based around, um, I believe his his uh, passive is also part of this, too. But his mobile knock or his knockdown shield that you get, whether depending on your color, the, the blue, purple, whatever it might be, is based around how massive or how strong the shield is in front of the person that is down. Otherwise, that might be something that's with his other stuff, but at least for sure that that's what the shield is. So like you can shoot the shield and eventually break it and then you can proceed to kill them. But that's essentially he's able to do he's the first person that's able to drag anybody of any sorts. Otherwise you had to like basically revive them right on the spot. His tactical is it's a mobile shield. Uh, so he's able to put down a shield wherever he places it, but then he's also able to move it at the same time. 
So, but it's not a movable in the sense of he has it on him and then you're able to just move as it is. You actually have to click where you want the shield to go. So when I first tried Newcastle, I didn't like that personally, but I'm also not much of a Gibby run myself. So I guess I'm a little biased when it comes to that. But as for like moving his moving his shield where you have to keep constantly clicking where to put it, I'm not a big fan of that. But some people might be, though, too, because then you can constantly like if you're in a fight, you know, you can move it as needed and stuff like that and basically use it in the sense of like how Gibby uses his globe where you can go in and out of the shield to essentially protect yourself and to trick your opponent, basically. His ultimate is called the Castle Wall, which it's I think it's a little overpowered slightly because then this also goes back down to what I was saying about his I don't want to say it's passive, but part of his ability is is whatever his knockdown shield is, that's what is on his castle, his castle wall as well. So imagine, imagine basically like castle. So you got the big tower in the middle, you've got the wall, and then you've got another set of uh another set of towers, basically. But the middle one is the tallest, and then the ones on the on the outer edges are a little shorter, probably about half the size is the one in the middle. And then the the wall in between them is 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 just tall enough for where you could prone behind it and it will protect you. Now, if you get anywhere near near that shield, if you touch it, it's gonna stun you and it continuously takes damage. I don't know exactly what the number is of how much damage you take, but basically don't touch this thing. If you touch this thing, you're gonna be in trouble. So, but yeah, Newcastle is is pretty I'm not gonna say overpowered, but they did a really good job with this character of not making him over the key word is he's not that powerful, but yet again, he is. So I don't know if you guys have any other more questions beyond that before I continue on, but no, I think I, I mean, for like listeners, like what's the design of Newcastle like to you? Like, do you like the design overall? Do you like, the personality they gave the character do you think like it's a good fit for the game the lore behind it is pretty crazy too because he's 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 related to bangalore in a sense Mm -hmm. i haven't looked too much into it of just kind of just basing around what the trailers show but there's some kind of a yeah their brother and sister basically so but no i i i'm super biased when it comes to when it comes to shield operators because I get so agitated with like Gibby's and stuff like that because he's so powerful that you almost need to run him all the time, but you can also find ways around it. I personally don't think that this was a needed character, but it doesn't hurt to have it as basically. So for people who want to be a little bit more push forward with somebody than being just a Gibby who can just throw a shield down and, and just kind of sit there. This is more for people who are a Gibby player, but that want to keep moving forward and fights. So for me personally, it doesn't do anything for me. For other people, it might do a lot, you know. So that's kind of where I stand with it. So I think there's a big negative uh, uh, to Newcastle. I yeah. I personally didn't didn't I I think we could have went somewhere different with the character, but uh, my biggest my biggest issue with Newcastle is he has made two whole legends completely obsolete. Mm. Um, with with Gibby as well as Lifeline. Lifeline used to be the healer of the group. Like that's what you picked because you could just uh, 
hit the shield like a revive and it would pop up a shield and you could use that shield while you're reviving this essentially takes that uh og lifeline set and oh, puts it onto yeah. a new character for other people to use like so they wanted it in the game but they didn't want lifeline to have it for some reason so they that took it was away. i don't get me wrong that was pretty dirty with what they did with lifeline with that shield mm-hmm. and i loved it but yeah the the community absolutely hated it it was like there was no way around it yeah they took they took away the shield and then increased it to uh she could revive people and walk away um at the same time uh and two at a time but like i I just don't like the fact that they're introducing new legends and this has been a repeated thing where they're introducing new legends that are just like two legends that are mashed together like seer and ash are essentially just bloodhound and wraith like when when do we when do you come out with an original character like mad maggie was pretty original kind of useless but still not you know still original um that one to me uh, mad maggie i really didn't see her take off very much she just kind of got put in the game because of of a fuse because of the lore behind that Mm -hmm. as for her i mean Who's the is she the one that throws that ball and then she yeah. can run that? Is she's the one who does that? I find yeah. it a and little then she has that, but you can get around yeah. her. And she has that uh, that almost almost useless cue where it like launches a thermite thing and like goes through walls and stuff. Um, oh yeah, that's like, that's a little annoying. But it's the only it's time very... I ever... go ahead. The only time I've ever really seen that getting used a, a lot is uh, to finish off down people. Yeah, it's very situational. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, it, like, it it takes a special type of player to play Mad Maggie. Um, versus, like, I, I just don't like the concept that they're mashing up two, two legends to make them obsolete for a new character so people can play that character. It it almost feels like a a way for them to get the people who play, um, or who used to play like OG, uh, Lifeline and Gibby, um, to buy more skins on a new character. Mm. Is almost what it feels like to me. Well, it uh, also same same with Ash and and Seer. Yeah, it also feels like just general power creep, right? Where like certain legends just don't become viable because you have let other legends that fulfill two roles. So it's just kind of, it's just kind of a general issue of like character based games anyways of power creep where that's kind of, that's kind of where I was, my mind was going. Uh, I'll I'll let you finish what you were going to say, Danny. Oh no, that's, uh, I was going to have you get your uh, mind out and then we were going to kind of move on to, uh, like changes in the maps and weapons and stuff. But. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, like as far as games like this, I'm always brought back to the hundreds of hours that I put into fucking Overwatch that I wish I could get back. But, you know, here we are. Overwatch had like 32 playable characters by the time that they ended everything. And there were so many times where someone new would come out and be like, man, this is just straight up a better version of X, Y or Z. We're looking at Apex Legends currently has, I believe, uh, a cast of 21 characters. 
Um, so you would hope that we're not kind of getting to a point in which we're going to start seeing, you know, like, let's pour a little of this character in with this character and with this character. Uh, it's something that I know has been a major issue with games like Warframe, where you'll have a frame come out that's literally just markedly better than three other ones that, that try to do the exact same thing, but it, it just ends up doing it better. Um, I don't know enough about the the rotation and play of Apex Legends to really know if this is going to cause some sort of great divide as far as who people actually pick. Uh, and obviously, as the season continues, you know, like, is it pretty common to see a, a new legend come out in Apex only to have them get, say, majorly nerfed by mid or late season? I don't know. I guess the it seems like they're always balancing stuff so yeah um, so they, like some one of the reasons why i ask is because one of the things that blizzard you would usually do with pretty much any ip uh whether it's world of warcraft and you're talking about a specific build or a specific uh weapon drop from a new dungeon or if it's overwatch and you're talking about uh, a new hero You'll drop it. It'll be fucking awesome. It becomes the meta. It's the everything and anything. It's the answer to any situation or problem that could arise. Um, and then after you play it for a while, you balance it, and all of a sudden it just becomes like, how do I want to put it? Just like mid. Mid as fuck. So it starts out cap as fuck, and then it goes mid. And it ends there. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on on the character lineup of uh, Apex Legends PC? Otherwise, uh, we have some other one things. thing. Yeah, yeah. One thing that he did made me bring up that I thought about looking up to, and as of May thirty, uh, the top five picks for characters in the game right now mm -hmm. is Wraith, Octane, Valkyrie, Bloodhound, Pathfinder. Okay, so, so that you're seems still, like it probably you're, hasn't changed. You're still looking at like almost so three of them. One, two, one, two, three. You're still looking at three OG characters in there that are still high pick. And then I think even Octane, you would almost consider as an OG in there because he came out pretty early. And yeah, Valkyrie is a little bit newer. And I have my opinions about Valkyrie, but I'll keep them to myself at the moment. But, <laughs> well, but yeah, all... Newcastle, Newcastle, as of May thirty, um, within like what two weeks of being in this of being in this uh season, he's number eight. Hmm. Uh, in that list, almost is all movement based characters, right? Octane, Wraith, Valkyrie, Pathfinder. Who was the other one? Uh, Wraith, Octane, Valkyrie, Bloodhound, Pathfinder. So you've got at least, uh, cause Pathfinder, Bloodhound are recon. Valkyrie, I think is also recon. Octane and Wraith are the bullet one. I don't remember what that is. Yeah. I think it's attack or something like that. But, assault. Yeah. Assault. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, almost all of those are, uh, are legends with high movement abilities. Valkyrie's got her jetpack or whatever you want to call it. Wraith, uh, works with uh creating like tunnels and escaping and, and flanking um octane is known for being very very quick and uh, uh you know 
all about getting some verticality as well as just outrunning everybody. Pathfinder, again, all about uh, getting into different positions. So it seems like the name of the game has, well, and the name of the game has always been positioning in Apex, but it still feels like that's where it's at. So maybe Newcastle is a response to that where players can dig in a little bit more or move, mm-hmm. move themselves. But uh, let's move on real quick to the map uh, changes. It looks like the main map change is just on storm point where they added this downed beast, which is like a giant ass uh, lizard insect monster. That's just like beached on the ground that you can now fight. Yeah. On top of. And I, as far as I'm aware, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't like storm point as enough as it is, uh, yeah. but I haven't really been around that specific area too much for the down beast. So I don't necessarily know what you can do over there. Um, but the other thing that they also did add to storm point is the new PVE sections on here. I think there's mm-hmm. four locations yeah. and they're the, I am the IMC armories. And essentially what you can do is you go into the, into the ship and then you hit the button or whatever that's in there. And then the ship closes, and then now you have to fight off uh, specters. And it, I did it once. I was not expecting it, and oh, oh my, that that takes a while. That's not very quick. So, yeah. and when I did it with only two people, can we left our third out on accident? So, yeah. But um, you get a lot of good stuff out of it. Yeah. Were there any other changes to maps? I don't think I didn't see anything. Um, I think World's Edge got a little bit, but nothing that was drastic. Um, let me see here. I saw it here earlier. Yeah, something about redesigning windows, um, added some additional cover around the siphon, and uh, something with loot has been tweaked. Otherwise, the map is is completely the same. Yeah. Uh, weapon changes... The Kraber has had its headshot. The Kraber, yeah, the Kraber was probably the biggest change out of that, and I was a little disappointed by that um, because I'm a big Kraber guy. Uh, But the damage of it was reduced from 145 to 140 now, and the headshot multiplier went down from three to two. Uh, So it's, I don't think it's a one down shot anymore in the head anymore. So, Uh, Elstar, Devotion, Spitfire, and the Rampage have all had minor nerfs. Not really much worth talking about. The Havoc, Mozambique, and Peacekeeper, and the Mastiff all have had like slight buffs. The looks like the Mastiff is back to being a crate weapon. Um, and then there's going to be changes to weapon pricing in the arena uh, game mode. Um, not a ton to like the legends. It looks like Valkyrie got like a real minor nerf, and Rampart got a slight buff. Uh, the ranked mode looks like they uh, gave it a a nice upload uh, update or a nice little overhaul um do you want do you have much experience in that do you want to talk about that talk about those changes at all yeah and i even have it pulled up here yet even too um i haven't dove too much into rank because right now it's uh it, for people who don't know um and ranked for apex so they do the first half and they do the second half so the first half is they do the so that's the basically the half of the season you start out in one map which is storm point currently and then, yeah, you just work your way up or whatever. And then once the second half comes, I don't know if they change this currently or not, but usually I think they bring you down a tier and a half. I think once the second hits or the second half of the season hits, essentially. But I'm currently not playing a ton of ranked right now. But basically what they did is, is now you can demote. Originally, once you've hit a tier, 
you no longer demote. So once you go from silver to gold, you cannot go back from gold to silver. That was what it was in the beginning. Now that has completely changed. So now you can go down from, you could almost go down from Predator all the way back down to bronze at some point if you somehow manage to do that. Uh, but there is a new rookie tier that they added that's lower than bronze for people that are a completely brand new player. So you're not really kind of, I don't know if that, in. I would assume not that if you've already played the game, it would put you in that situation. But I think that was more of trying to help new players get into ranked so you're not getting forced into situations where once the new season starts, you're playing with people that are, you know, I don't really even know specifically how it works with some rank stuff, but you're not getting basically played with plat players that are considered bronze pretty much. So I think it's a way of being able to help. Um, the kill RP cap was removed and the entry costs also change uh, for masters predators entry costs increase with total RP. So five RP for every a thousand RP. So, yeah, but the, it's really based around teamwork now instead of just kills pretty much. And it's it's not easy. They made it a lot harder to rank to rank up. Interesting, which will hopefully keep it more competitive and, and a little bit cleaner. Uh, maybe not so many, like, is there like an issue of like people throwing in competitive? Not necessarily th throwing, if anything, um, but a lot of people are bailing on their teammates, basically. Mm -hmm. So like once you go down, they're out. Like they don't even make any kind of an attempt to save you. If you're playing with randoms, I should say. Um but yeah, they you go down, they leave you because without you, they can still keep moving and get more RP. So as and for your teammate, because that's the one thing that sucks in ranked is you cannot leave until your respawn timer is completely out. So once you've been timed out, then you can leave the you can leave the game. But any time frame from that, you will if you leave, you're going to get like a ban of some sort or like a time frame of how long it'll. So you basically can play again, basically. So, yeah, or some kind of demotion, I think, or whatever it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Is there any other uh, overall? Are you happy as a, as a frequent uh, as a as an Apex player? Are you pretty happy with these changes? Um, the ranked one I think is going to be a little difficult. Um, I can't really give it a full opinion on it just because I haven't dove too much into it. Um, but I have, as in for the new season, I have no problem with it whatsoever, but as for like other stuff within the game, like Valkyrie and Stormpoint, those are the things that are kind of, that's what irks me when I play the game. Cause Valkyrie was a player that didn't need to be in the game. I will say it. And Mr. Green can <laughs> attest to it or not, but she should have never been in the game. I mean, she's, eh. I don't, I don't, I'm very indifferent about Valkyrie. I mean, like the biggest thing for her is just, she can eat out, but we've, we have I, plenty of legends that can eat out. Right. Um, cool. Any other thoughts, opinions on the current state of apex? The big, uh, I mean, the big thing right now is, um, if they're going to ever fix Bangalore's smoke situation, cause that's kind of been a pain in the ass for some people. Um, but the big thing there is when you're in Bangalore's smoke, she can see people better than you can see her. Uh, so in a situation where it's 
she can basically mow you down if you go under smoke. Gotcha. And there was even a glitch in there too, where uh, players, if you went into her smoke and were shooting people outside of the smoke, you actually got a little bit of an aim assist and they just fixed that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's actually pretty intense. Uh, I think Bangalore definitely needs a rework in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Mendace, any thoughts, opinions you wanted to share? Sounds pretty uh, standard play for the course, man. Uh, you know, big ass games going to get bigger and uh, hopefully better. And uh, with adding more characters comes more balancing. Uh, it's really nice to hear that they just kind of keep adding these really cool things to these different maps. Uh, really changes the rate of play. That was something that always kind of bugged me about Overwatch is like, you just fall into such a rhythm when you see a map and like when you hit a loading screen, you're like, all right, I already know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly what the other team's going to do. I've played this match 36 times this week and uh, I'll probably play it another 36 times next week. You know, it's um, it's something that all games vastly need if they're going to continue to have a thriving community. So it's really cool to see that uh, Respawn can you know continue to live with apex and and still kind of bring in um the titanfall aspects without you know us being able to enjoy titanfall anymore so i'll take it where i can get it yeah um do we want to talk about the apex mobile app i've got some words about it but before we do move on to that i do have one question for just literally anybody yeah um did by chance did Overwatch ever do a pick and ban? Yes. Do you think Apex needs to go that route eventually? Uh I think that honestly as a battle royale, uh how many how many teams can go into the battle royale in Apex Legends? Uh Well, isn't it 100 players for the server? So yeah, so then it's No, I don't think that is. I'm trying to I think it's 50 squads. 50 squads, 50 okay. squads of three. Is it 50 or is it, or is it 25? I think it's 25 squads. I, it's 50 I thought people. it was, yeah. Um, 20 teams of three 20. players. Yeah, I was going to say it's 20. It's 20? Okay. Yeah. yeah. 20 yeah, teams 20. of three players. I yes. would say at this rate, with that amount of numbers, there's no need for a pick and ban because uh, when you have that big of a pool, Every single person should find something that is the antithesis of the character that they're playing. Uh, in Overwatch, where you had like one team of blank and one team of blank, uh, right. you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, hey man, uh, we all know that this character is really bad on this map. Like if, uh, say, you're playing um, anything that's literally not Route 66. You're going to be like, I don't want to see a fucking May here because you guys are going to grief with ice walls and it just won't be fun. So like that shit kind of makes sense. Uh, and, and it can really grind a game out where a game could say like a best uh, two out of three or three out of five, depending on what you're playing, um, could really be like pushed out to last like 35, 40 fucking minutes and it was decided the first time that you guys all got in and saw what the other uh, what the other team picked. 
so yeah, like that stuff right there, like that's needed for those kinds of games that are going to be like smaller teams. But I, I would say that as far as this goes, while it would probably help people from like getting really salty or really fed up with, uh, say like getting killed by the same combination of character and gun format. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, man, push on and find the antithesis to that character, to that grouping and push back. The only thing is like, maybe that's not exactly how you want to play because you enjoy a different character and a different gun. But, um, I feel like that's kind of the nature of the beast. If you want to get more RP, then you're going to have to, uh, play tactically and less, you know, like for funsies. And that's why people get sweaty. That's just the nature of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, let's move on to Apex Mobile. Uh, so yeah, Apex Legends has finally made its way onto the mobile market. Uh, right now it's available for iOS and Android. I actually uh, did check. It's not available on Chromebooks. Uh, but I am pretty sure you can access it, uh, on emulators if you want to play it, uh, on PC. In fact, uh, Mendachi, I'm going to give you some homework real quick. Can you look up Apex Legends mobile on PC? And I bet you there's an article explaining how you can do it. Um, sure. so both Bubba and I have talked about, or have uh, played it. So let's just talk about the experience. Uh, I played personally on my iPhone X without a controller, uh, which is, I would say, is probably not the most optimal way to play the game. Uh, Bubba, how'd you play it? I did not play with controller. I, I'm not the smartest with how to connect it to my phone. But, no, I just played it on the screen. Uh, what? How large of a screen did you do you have? I have the iPhone 13 Pro. So it's not necessarily the biggest but i mean it, it was enough to play it yeah. but i did play it because i do have i had a second phone when i worked at at&t and that's a bigger phone that's mm -hmm. a samsung 21 ultra and the bigger screen was a lot nicer yeah interesting yeah i a lot of these like mobile first person shooters just don't feel good on like average screens unless you have a controller it seems like but i don't know i have to find a mobile controller <laughs> <laughs> to see if I really do like a game more that way or not. You can that would you can would literally get an Xbox controller. Yeah. Literally an Xbox controller will connect to your phone. Uh for iPhone? I'll have to I'll have to try that. I'll have to see um that. it should. Yeah, cuz I I was using uh GeForce. I was uh trying to find a good connection for for uh a controller and like, cuz I was using my PS4. The PS4 controllers are very laggy. Yeah. Unless you have them hardwired in. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so the game itself is honestly not all that different from the experience that you would be getting on like console or PC, right? In, in terms of how it actually works, right? The, the game, you drop into the map, you fight for gear, and you try to take home the W by being the last team standing, right? That's, that's Apex, you know, that's every battle royale. Um, Mendachi, real quick, did you find an article at all? Yeah, uh, didn't have to find an article. Uh, basically, all I did was uh, search to see if it was available on BlueStacks. BlueStacks is typically what a lot of streamers or people that want to play Android and Apple games that are on phone on PC 
Uh, one of the bigger ones being Teppan. It is available on BlueStacks. It's currently got a user rating of 4.5 out of 5. That's 491,226 votes. So it seems that a lot of people have actually gone to uh, grab Apex Legends on BlueStacks. If you actually go and Google that, it's straight on there. Yeah. And if you ever want to play a cell phone game on your PC, I would highly recommend BlueStacks. But they it looks like they grabbed mobile seven days ago. I'm not sure when this dropped. Gotcha. Uh, I think it dropped like a week ago, two weeks ago. I think roughly two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so it didn't take too long. Uh, one thing I will note is that, it, and you can see it on the screen right now, there is actually a third person point of view uh mm -hmm. available in this game as like a regular thing i don't think in in a on pc and console they ever really added third person uh regularly pc I, yeah, pc they board. did they yeah they had a they had a time frame where they did do it for a little while but it did not last very long gotcha um yeah there are currently nine legends in the game bangalore bloodhound caustic gibraltar lifeline mirage octane pathfinder wraith and a mobile first legend named Fade. Uh, Fade's abilities, real quick, I can I can uh, get it here. His tactical is called Flashback, and it's where you go back to where you were uh, for, like, let's see. Um, over the course of two seconds, you go back to where you, uh, where you was 20 seconds ago. And it can be canceled at any point in time with the rewind, and then you regenerate all shield and health lost in those 20 seconds. Um, his passive is called Slipstream, and it's just you get a short movement burst after uh, you slide. Uh, and then his ultimate is called Phase Chamber. Uh, you throw uh, an explosive with a radius of 30 meters, which deals 10 damage. After two seconds, all players inside that radius are phased for four seconds. Enemies that get phased are highlighted uh, for the player. Uh, and allies that get phased are able to move at normal speeds but are unable to use their abilities, weapons, and grenades. So it looks like there's a little bit of a cost of using it near your allies as well. Um, and like I said, that is a mobile first. Uh, so it looks like they're going to be kind of running the games a little bit parallel. Uh, they said there seems to be... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is from the devs. Playing on our phones is a little bit different than playing on console or PC. Having Mobile Legends is important for us because it allows us to create stuff that's unique to our players and really highlights how they engage with a game that might be different. Uh, Bubba, do you have any thoughts on, on this at all? I never got my hands on, on the new character. I only played... I, on I never did either, but it's funny how we were talking about, you know, being able to create characters with, you know where it's unique and they're different from other create from other uh, legends. And then they did it on mobile, but they didn't do it on PC. So I just thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, I, cause well, he, cause really he's nothing like any other legend. This is, this is a brand new legend. I guess I was reading it and I'm like, Oh, that sounds a lot like Wraith, <laughs> except for like his ability, his, like his ultimate isn't anything like Wraith, but like his, uh, his, well, I guess the closest, like uh, the, the, the closest, flashback would be the closest thing yeah the flashback he almost sounds like tracer from overwatch yeah um almost 100 percent actually yeah uh yeah so the game itself plays a lot like other mobile fps's the which is 
at least in my opinion, to say kind of clunky. You have two virtual joysticks that you operate with your thumbs uh, that you use to move and aim with. You also have a fire button that is above the, or right around the, um, was right around the uh, right side. Uh, you also have an aim button that's right over there too. Uh, there is an option for like an auto fire. Uh, and you have buttons over on the right side to crouch, use your ultimate and your, and your uh, tactical and stuff. It is very customizable as well too. So even what it's showing on the video right now where all the buttons are, mm -hmm. they can be moved. Yeah. You can go into the settings and move them however you need to with your with your screen. So because for me, uh, the all of the stuff on the right side where it was like hip fire, um, aim down fire, and then all that stuff, I had to move that slightly up more so that my thumb had more room because I found myself hitting those buttons when I'm just trying to move around where I was just kind of randomly firing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how did you how did you feel about the just general controller scheme and like how it? how it like interacted with uh being on on mobile surprisingly enough uh i i personally don't play a lot of mobile games so this was kind of a first for me i, I mean obviously aside from your you know back in the day when candy crush and stuff like that but as for an fps this was really the first time i ever really played it and surprisingly enough i actually really enjoyed it now don't get me wrong uh my i don't know about your iphone did but my iphone was getting very very warm with it mm -hmm. um so i did have to turn the graphics down but even with me turning the graphics down it did get still very warm not hot to touch but it was definitely getting within the danger zone and i don't know how much longer i want to do this on my phone um but my 21 ultra did very well it yeah. stayed cool it did get warm but i mean nothing to where it would make me feel like i need to stop playing yeah. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I felt like the Samsung held its own with the game better than the iPhone did. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no, mine didn't ever get like that hot. I also have an older iPhone, so I don't know if it was just automatically throttling a lot of like the graphics and stuff, just knowing that it's an iPhone X and not right. You know, a newer phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know. I haven't. I found myself accidentally firing a lot yeah um, for sure i had like that issue i also just had like the issue of like feeling like i didn't have enough screen uh real estate to like actually like be able to understand a lot of the things i was looking at like um picking up items like you can automatically pick up certain items like if you have like a gun that takes light ammo like you can like walk over it and it'll pick it up um but like going like to death boxes and like trying to like look through death boxes like was a bit of a pain and like yeah through the, the stuff buttons are very small um so that was like the issue that i had uh like going through it i'm just like wow i can't like control these like and, and like select the things that i need um but otherwise like i didn't think it was like a bad experience it was just it's just a mobile port <laughs> um mm -hmm. and i don't know uh first person shooters again i i i need to find like a, a game controller that i can use on my phone and like i don't know if you guys have suggestions let us know like let us know in like the comments on youtube or in twitch uh for like mobile uh like game controllers because i'd love to know i'd love to like 
review one at some point. Um, but yeah, I overall, I don't think the game plays a, like out of like the realm of expectations. I think um, when you play Apex, you know, and then you like play it on the phone, uh, you know, you're getting the same, you're getting more or less the same experience. I don't think you're really missing out on on anything if you don't play this version of apex though what what do you think bubba do you think anyone's missing out if they don't play this no honestly the only thing is just is obviously is the new character that's really the only that's really the only thing you're missing out on um but don't get me wrong though this is a really good option for for some people who obviously can't afford a pc or stuff that they can't afford a console but usually most people do. Most people do have phones. Obviously, not everybody. But this mm-hmm. is a really good uh, reach for um, for a respawn to basically reach out to other people who can't play this game with yeah. with console or PC. So yeah, I will say I am a little sad that you can't get it on Chromebook though, because that was actually one of the first things I I pulled up my Chromebook and like looked it up on the Google Play Store for Chromebook, and I was kind of hoping it was going to be there because I know there's been rumors for a while that like there's going to be like a gaming Chromebook uh, systems starting to pop up, um, you know, for, for the different mobile games and stuff like that would be uh, nice to see like this was going to be like available, but um, can't always get what we want. And hopefully at some point they'll actually add it to the, to the Chromebook side. I, I wonder if it was like just an issue of like uh, we can't have all these, uh, we can't actively have keyboard and mouse players against other mobile players. <laughs> because it's not cross play at all it is it is no, all on its oh own. god no so it could be that i know that i know that's like a, a an issue in some games that are cross play where uh, keyboard and mouse players do absolutely like wreck shit um green the one interesting oh, thing too that they do in this game um obviously you can't wear headphones and stuff like that so they do actually have indicators on there and they're very small on the video too where actually it shows you it will show you a footprint if someone is coming near you or it will show bullets if somebody is firing near you too so i mean it does give you a lot of help when you're playing the game because you know you could put headphones in but for people that don't use headphones it at least gives you a little bit of an indicator where people are yeah uh green did you have any thoughts opinions you wanted to share i know you haven't played the game but anything that you wanted to add from the gameplay or from the conversation that you've heard uh not really i mean it it, it does look like it's interesting i i, I mean it's almost a, a carbon copy of uh a PUBG mobile mm-hmm. um just just with apex so like <clears throat> not not a bad thing um you know it just good for people who want to try fps games on their mobile yeah especially for a free-to-play game uh mandachi any thoughts opinions you want to share yeah uh, i mean like i feel like everything that you and bubba both hit uh are really fantastic uh i can see in the future because this 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 game is not necessarily something I can see that that will exist for a long period of time on on mobile or like if it does, it's not going to have that much of a player base. There's two reasons for that. One, it just simply is not a game that's really meant to be played on mobile, either from the uh, phones themselves wanting to cook and uh, fry up dinner while playing the game or two 
when you could, I'm not sure exactly how many people are, are familiar with BlueStacks, but BlueStacks allows you to change the entire interface of pretty much any cell phone game that you're doing to remap all of your controls. It would typically be touch uh, to playing on your keyboard. Uh, so you could effectively play this version of Apex Legends on your computer. And um, the instances that you actually go into, uh, I mean, like you're talking about six times faster speeds than going on, say, like 4G or 5G. Um, you're going to be playing against cell phone users that are likely not using BlueStacks. Uh, if you do decide that you're going to take a look at this, I think that there's... Uh, I think there's some sort of uh, policy against uh, BlueStacks because it is technically an emulator. So keep that in mind. If you are a content creator out there and you do want to maybe like check this out, but you're like, I don't want to fucking play on my phone and streaming from your phone's already cumbersome enough. Uh, just, you know, look into it. Uh, think carefully. But as soon as you start throwing um, unique characters on there, especially ones that, as Papa had put it, are very unique uh, to the fact that they just don't really have uh, a character that's already an answer to a problem that's either been put in front or an idea that's been put ahead of it. So someone like Fade being only accessible on mobile, uh, I can see some people being like, all right, so like either treat these games the same, which is impossible, but that is exactly what people will call for is treat them the same, release the same content for both. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the life of Apex Legends on mobile is going to be like. Um, or if we're going to start seeing some articles about people being like, why BlueStacks is the cancer to mobile gaming? You know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Any other thoughts, or do we want to go to a quick break? My last thing, too, to add on to that as well, too, and I and you, that you make a really good point on that, too. Um, two thoughts for me, and then one is maybe this is possible that this is uh, Respawn's way of making their own test, their test dummy, to see how players do with. Now, obviously, yeah, it doesn't really give you much to work with because these are not PC players. But maybe this is a way for people to test out how Fade does within the mobile. And then this is their way of moving Fade eventually to PC. I don't know for sure. But when mm. you bring up Blue Stags about that too, that makes me do worry for mobile a little bit because there is a ranking system on mobile. So, you know, that probably tells me why people went crazy to download it right away because ranked was available right away. So for people to just jump on that, you know, you could potentially hit Pred within a week of playing on Blue Stags. So that to me would would worry me a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I would say that, uh, again, I'm not entirely sure how many people really know about Blue Stacks, but, you know, like the the ones that do, they're probably fucking mopping. <laughs> well, yeah even just for, even for me alone i was playing the game i picked it up right away and i figured out how the controls work and i just for me alone using the screen by itself i was averaging 15 20 kills a game <laughs> so i was you know it's now put that in perspective of somebody who's on blue stags on a controller or on a on a keyboard like they're probably going to be killing the whole lobby yeah yeah 
Yeah, I know that's a problem that like was in like uh, in COD Mobile when people started uh, like running their emulators uh, in COD Mobile. Uh, I remember watching the um, Anthony CSN uh, video when he did that, and he was just like dominating the lobby. <laughs> um, but let's go on ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back with some PlayStation news and some uh, graphics card news. We'll be right back, guys. Ooh. Hello, Danny is being lazy and has decided to have a text-to-speech robot record this message for you instead of doing it himself. He wants you to know that you can help support the show by telling your friends. Telling your friends about the show helps us grow and help more people save money while gaming. It's also free. You can tweet about us, share us on Facebook, or even send a message directly to your friends and family with a link to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube or leave a comment. That helps tell the algorithm that you like this kind of content and would recommend it. Thanks for watching and listening. The show will resume in just a few moments. P.S. Green Elite has bad taste in Pokemon. And we're back. And we are back. Guys, thank you for letting us take that break. Mendachi. We got some PlayStation news. Why don't you tell us all about it? You know, I would love to. All right. So we've all made the jokes. PS5 doesn't exist. It's a unicorn. It's my missing father. It's Bigfoot. It's the reason I don't sleep at night. All things intangible. But it would seem that Sony would love to actually create the PS5 and sell it to people now. You heard it right. The PS5 is finally releasing. All the joking aside, Sony has gone on record to say that this year their target goal for production is 18 million units. Coming from a Reuters report, CEO Jim Ryan has claimed a 57% increase in overall production from the previous year. Uh, now, that problem with their supply chain seems to be getting closer to a state of normalcy. Meanwhile, China has begun to shut down some of its cities as COVID-19 cases have started to increase. Market analysts have speculated that this could cause some major supply issues, not just for Sony, but worldwide manufacturers as well. On the other hand, Sony has made remarks that its own supply lines have been improving steadily despite these various developments. Alongside this news, Sony has announced a state of play that will air this Thursday, June 2nd. Apparently, we can expect some new titles, some new trailers for previously announced games, and some news on the PSVR 2, which I know we're all just so ready for. I'll likely be covering that next week, so be sure to come back and catch our take on that next Tuesday. Yeah, there. the state of play is... Is it Thursday? I think it's yeah, second, Thursday, right? June yeah. 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, so June 2nd, there's a new state of play. Um, and there's been a lot of buzz around this one, actually. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to be a little bit more interesting than the one that we got to talk and cover with uh, with uh, Mr. Dookie Vision. Well, D-Vision Media. Yeah, uh, apparently we're supposed to see some things that are more uh, in line with like titles that might actually get us excited. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, last one was pretty flat and uh, didn't really have anything that was super tantalizing. Um, so, I mean, here's hoping, uh, even though they're going to show PSVR 2, and it's probably going to just be 
another like intangible goofy thing that only some people are going to be able to invest in, have the room for, and be willing to try. Uh, Though you gotta admire the conviction to continue trying to be a VR system. Yeah. Uh, Bubba, do you have any thoughts on on uh, placed on the PlayStation News? I mean, I'm definitely okay with it because I'm gonna have to get one here eventually too for the new God of War game that's gonna be coming out that I'm excited for. But aren't they uh aren't they gonna be halting something for the PS4 here in like two or three years? Yes, uh, games will cease to come out for the PS4. Uh, I've seen two different years tossed around. The first uh, article that I read said by 2025, they would stop releasing new titles on the PS4. Uh, I'm seeing articles as new as, say, like just yesterday saying 2024. Regardless, anywhere between two and three years is like clock is ticking. It might be time to start trying to get on board with that. Uh, But keep in mind, and I'm looking at prices right now, a digital edition, brand new at Walmart, $749.99 and a new console disc version, $809. Now, uh, I haven't gone into these to see if they're actually sold by Walmart or if it's off their marketplace through third-party sellers. Uh, but regardless, that's a huge chunk of change and the economy right now, my friends, must I say it, is not in a good place. So to, to try and throw, you know, 800 plus tax at, at a game system that is absolutely a luxury, um, it's going to be really rough and hard for a lot of people to do, regardless of how many are out there. Yeah, well, and one thing in terms of like the lifespan of the ps4 it's much too long in the tooth simply for and it's only existed that way simply for the fact that play sony hasn't been able to get playstations out to people yeah right that's been that's been a big part i would have suspected by 2023 they would have discontinued games for it um right but i think because the situation in terms of supply uh getting it to customers that there's really there hasn't like they couldn't make that jump yet um it's yeah. crazy to think about too because like the average lifespan of a, a console uh especially playstation is eight years yeah in the playstation 5 came out in 2020 that's two years ago yeah right and they're they're thinking that their stocks are not going to be they're going to be completely fluid in 2024, which is nuts. That's half the lifespan of this console that like people can barely get their hands on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they can get their hands on on it, they're already R and D and for the you know PlayStation Six or the Xbox uh, Series X Seven Plus, whatever. It feels the, very the Nintendo. Platinum. Yeah. I say the Xbox Xs. <laughs> <laughs> xe's mm-hmm. they're just gonna start stacking xbox series x's on top of each other didn't microsoft come out already saying though that this was the last console i don't Ooh, know i don't know about that but yeah i'd have, I'd have to check on that again but well there's all there, there has been rumors of a xbox streaming stick um oh yeah yeah the dongle the dongle yeah there's been i know where was it actually confirmed that they're in development let me double check also, to go off of what Bubba just said, uh, 
this is a rumor that has been going on since uh, late 2020. It hasn't been declared, but um, it, it, I mean, like there are rumors saying that this could very well be the last console generation, but I'm wondering if that's maybe just speculation in going towards like, we're going to just fucking make ready to use computers because we're getting very close to that. And uh, doing consoles this way and trying to keep up in line with the PC gaming market, you're starting to not be able to keep up with that uh, as far as a pri uh, um, margins, you know, like cost margins and everything like that. It's really hard to think that they might actually be making more money on the selling of these systems than they are, say, creating them. Uh, which would actually kind of drive the, the question, is this another reason why, say, Sony, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Microsoft are actually going in these acquisition buyout crazes? Are they trying to comp some of the cost of the insane uh, cost that it has to be to, to open up these supply lines to get these kind of pieces that they need to create more systems and sell them at likely below, you know, the cost value, trying to make that up in DLC through well, games that are coming out in other markets. Well, they've never really sold gaming systems at, uh, at a high margin. They've never really made huge profit on it because they want you in their walled garden. The way that Xbox and Sony, I'm sorry, Microsoft and Sony have always really made their money is by licensing the like the ability to play a certain game or to license like the, the like back in the day when it was like just discs like it was licensing the option to be on that platform um or as digital markets came out it was like taking a cut from the stores and selling the right. services of like you know being inside the walled garden and like uh, taking, uh, you know, charging uh, a fee for access to their servers and stuff like that. That's how they've always made their money. And now, mm -hmm. I mean, it would make sense. Like they would start going in the direction of like these streaming services because, oh, we don't have to create these fucking consoles and try to keep up with PCs. And all we have to do is offer these walled garden uh, services that you know people are going to be stuck in because as soon as they start sinking money into it they're going to have that sunk cost fallacy where they don't want to leave mm -hmm. you know that's how they're going to be making their money in the future i think and it makes sense where they're like where like a microsoft would probably be like yeah no this is like the last one everything is just going to start being our streaming boxes and the only updates that we're going to have to do is to make sure that these streaming boxes or these streaming dongles can match the resolution that it want that we want it to be at and uh can maybe like update or upgrade its networking capabilities so that it can take in streaming faster whether consumers are going to want that or not based on the fact that streaming services take up a lot of bandwidth and a lot of people don't have that access yet is to be determined <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. It also raises like a number of other concerning questions. I think that the the better way to have a, a put and in a more concise fashion is how much money exactly is Microsoft and Sony losing out on their game systems right now uh, because of all these changes and trying to meet demand? It 
Sony is in a state that reminds me very much of when I was younger and trying to get my hands on a Wii for like, you know, the whopping price of $250. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at um, when PS3 actually initially released, I'm looking at a 20 gigabyte model and a 60 gigabyte model, 20 being $499, 599 for the 60. And they could not sell them at all. Uh, at one point, I can't even remember who was on stage, but there was a rock band that in the middle of their set, they were taking a break and they had like a Sony executive come on stage trying to not give away a PS3. He was trying to give people an opportunity to buy the PS3 that he was holding up in his hands on the stage. So not in, not new in box, nothing like that. And people were like, are you going to give it to us? And he's like, you can buy it for $600. It like. If you want to go down a rabbit hole that's pretty goofy in comparison to where we are now, they were like, oh, yeah, we're like outselling Microsoft and doing super well when in, in reality market numbers showed Microsoft was selling two to one in a ratio against Sony. And uh, it's probably even worse right now because there are Xboxes to buy, question mark. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really interesting to uh, to see where this is developing and to kind of go off of what you said. Um, we've talked about this in the past where when you're buying a digital game, you're not buying the rights of the game. You're buying uh, like license for access to that digital content. And so it's like when we're taking away a, a you know person or a hobbyist or a gamer, if you will, their right to a physical piece of media that you can slap into anything that will read that disc and play it because you own it, things start to get a little scary. And uh, it's it's building castles on sand, dude. It's uh, something I, I, I have a hard time thinking could possibly be the future of where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Green, any thoughts that you wanted to share? No, I've uh, said my piece. Bubba, any thoughts you wanted to share? No, that, that's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, guys, let us know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube, or you guys can tweet at us uh, what you think about uh, this bit of PlayStation news and uh, what could be happening in the future. Uh, let's go on now. Green, is there light yeah. at the end of the tunnel? <gasps> Possibly, question mark. Maybe. Uh, Nvidia is making some news uh, and some waves this week as as new hit, news hits about the forty seventy GPU, um, as well as the company's prediction that GPU prices will soon crash. Uh, I'm going to start with the uh, newly leaked GeForce RTX forty seventy. Um, the estimated MSRP will be right around the five hundred dollar US dollar mark, um, with fourth gen Tensor and third gen RT cores. 50% more L1 cache, twice as much L2 cache, and 25% more cores than the 3070. Um, official launch announcement is estimated for mid-July um, with a possible third quarter launch date. And that also uh, comes with the 4080 and 4090 that they uh, uh, believed that they are going to be announcing as well. Um, so we got new card announcements before we could even get the 30 series cards for most people. Um, however, NV NVIDIA has recently had their uh, first quarter earnings call 
um, with a nice increase of 31% in a year-to-year revenue. So last quarterly, uh, quarter one earnings call to this one, they made 31% more. Uh, but stocks dropped after this uh, news. Uh, then NVIDIA estimates a, de- a de- decrease sorry, in the Q2 earnings with the market crash of GPUs. So um, they are estimating that the, the GPUs will will be coming down and, and buy a lot in price. We might actually see MSRP. Um, this is expected to decrease uh, uh, due to crypto mining ex- pretty much exclusively. Um, the upcoming release of Ethereum 2.0 uh, standards that will uh, actually decrease the GPU uh, demand on mining rigs. Um, so it won't take as much uh, processing to uh, run Ethereum mining, um, which will actually decrease the demand for 30 series cards in the mining market. Um, and I, I believe NVIDIA has also stated that they can't really stop people from using that, uh, uh, not overlooking that hash rate limiter. Um, well, so, yeah. Uh, I was just going to make a joke about that, that they that it's been officially cracked. So when we first talked about that story in February, 2021, now about a year and a half ish later, a rough year and a half ish later, uh, it's been entirely cracked and you can just do, uh, do with your uh, cards as you wish. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so I think NVIDIA is now at the point where they're like, F, you know, fuck it, you know, uh, and then with the, the Ethereum mining change, um, stock is actually going to be more readily available for people like you and me. Um, so we, we may, I think this is great in my opinion that they're changing Ethereum. I, I mean, boohoo on NVIDIA, NVIDIA for making less money next quarter. Oh boy. They're billions of dollars. Heaven forbid. Um, but that will also mean that the demand isn't so high. So the surplus of cards that they have been racing to build that come out uh like in the box or they're already in uh, on their way shipping are actually going to decrease in price so hopefully um that that will mean that um stock at the uh box stores and uh um will will increase and we won't have to fight scalpers who are trying to make a a nice big profit online for a new card especially for people who genuinely need a new card but cannot afford to spend 400 extra dollars off of what the card is actually supposed to cost. So, uh, big, big news, uh, something to keep an eye out for. Um, especially if, if what they are predicting to be true will come true. Um, then, you know, hopefully we can get the 30 series cards. I think that was the biggest, uh, pull for the 30 series cards was there were a massive increase in performance versus the 20 series cards, but at more reasonable pricing. So the performance per price was worth it to go to 30 series cards, but no one could get there. Well, a lot of people could get their hands on it if they paid a lot more or they used a bot. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say on this. It, 
we, we kind of just stopped talking about the GPU market simply because it was so depressing and nothing really changed. And so it's nice to see, like, there are changes coming, hopefully. Uh, and that's really all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I would love to, I'd love to get my hands on, like, a, a, a 3060 uh, or a 3070 at MSRP. Um, just just for like the streaming pc let alone like like my game pc like i'm still on the 2080 super and that is like getting absolutely pummeled by the 3060 in terms of performance so yeah uh bubba any thoughts opinions yeah, I mean, I'm 100% down, especially if that come, if that does end up happening. I'm surprised you guys can't hear my i7 in my streaming computer just screaming in pain because there's no GPU in it. So, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be really nice. So, uh, I'm re- my I'm looking to, to if that does happen, I will be looking out for a 30 series as well because that just it that's been on my list of things that needs to be upgraded, and I just. Just like you guys, I I couldn't I I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for it, and just it's not worth it to that point. So my ten sixties just uh ten sixty just needs to, I don't want to say go anywhere, but just definitely needs a break. So uh, my uh, my other dark. I, my i seven will be celebrating when that day happens. Yeah, um, my biggest thing now at this point is do we wait for the forty series cards? Um later this year and hopefully nab those or do we jump on the first chance we can get for getting a 30 series card at msrp that's the biggest thing that we, we got to keep an eye out for yeah mendachi any opinions yeah i mean uh ho- hopefully this does indeed like saturate the market in the best way uh allowing us consumers to have those choices and, uh, you know, if we are met with choices, that means that some uh, sellers might actually go as far as, dare I say, giving discounts as well as having normal prices for cards. And then uh, I could um, get out from under my rock, which uh, I am between both Bubba and Danny, in that I am using a borrowed card, the uh, GTX 1080. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, does it need to be upgraded? Not necessarily, but does it belong to me? No. So like if I had the option to actually get something that would be comparable or better, you know, absolutely. Let me do that. Um, It's insane that this market has been like this for so long and we're just starting to see like positive rumors, optimistic insight. (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to see some concrete things. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to give uh, Greenlead his card back at some point here shortly. So Someday. 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 <laughs> it's okay. You can hold on to it. I'm not in a hurry. Uh, is there it's any... only... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's it's only going into a, a an indie build PC. Yeah. So... All right, actually, no, it, it will have to go back into my stream PC because I need to give you your card back. Yeah, my my uh, at this point, almost 10 year old card. Uh- <laughs> it's, it's doing it's doing its job. I mean, mm-hmm. it is displaying picture 
on two screens quite well. It is. It also records for me, which is great. Yeah. Let's say it like it's, it literally handles recording and putting pictures on screen, like not even <laughs> fancy pictures, not graphically intense pictures, just discord OBS. It, yep. That's it. Ta-da. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, if there's nothing else, guys, I think it's time to wrap up the show. What do you guys Bird think? Swigger, really good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, gotta go find me some spreadable hot dog. <laughs> it's actually quite uh, disgusting. It's got is this, it like, cake or Brunswiger? You would just died. I mean, Anything it's like a, it's like a soft meat cake. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it. I don't Brunswiger. Like I, I've been scarred since childhood. Because my mom like would buy Brunschweiger and she'd make sandwiches of Brunschweiger, uh, like cold Brunschweiger. Mind you, you you spread this cold meat paste on bread, okay, or crackers or whatever. I it it it, it has this like tinge taste to it that Can like you assaults your fucking side. So, so or the uh, picture from the screen, <laughs> Bubba. What do you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just streaming like normal. Uh, my usual schedule is uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, usually I try to start around 6 is usually what I try to. Um, but usually that doesn't always happen. But uh, this week's a little bit different, obviously, with the podcast and stuff like that. So I'm hoping to stream tomorrow, if not for sure Thursday. But um. Yeah, and then we also record our podcast every Monday. Um, it's not live. We just record it, and then our uh, the guy who owns it uh, edit, edits it that night, and then it usually gets posted that night. So it's not live or anything, but just gets posted. And it's on every platform you can look at. Spotify. Spotify, it's on actual Anchor, but it gets posted to everything. So what what's the name of it again? Metro Machines podcast. It is also it's the link is also on my on my channel as well. Really, what do you got coming on? Um, I will be playing uh, uh, Star Citizen and Hunt and Showdown. I have um, become addicted to Star Citizen ever since I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, I have made mistakes in this game, um, and I've I've bought uh, uh, millions of dollars in, in uh, drug products, some illegal paraphernalia that I cannot sell um, except for like a little bit at a time. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it starts us and it's going great. It's awesome. It's fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, all the shenanery, uh, shenaniganry um, is caught on, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Elite. I'm also working on some YouTube content uh, and TikTok content, so make sure you check out that out at both of those websites, respectively, Mr. Greenlee. Mendachi, what do you got going on? I got Shalanarchy. I got Malarganigans uh, going on as well. Uh, we recorded um, an episode on Goodfellas last week as a solemn goodbye to Mr. Ray Liotta. Uh, this week we are going to record something a lot more, um, I mean, last episode was pretty lighthearted. This one's going to be even more lighthearted. It's going to be 
goofy as shit. So that's going to get recorded Thursday for podcast for two people. And uh, that will get put out uh, probably this, this week yet as well. On my channel, I'll be starting a playthrough of the JRPG uh, Tales of Arise. So if you if you like weeaboo bullshit, I got that in spades. And um, on top of that, let's see here. Tons and tons and tons of Monster Hunter and probably some uh, hunt shut down with the boys. So uh, if you want to see what I'm actually going to get up to uh, between those days and so on and so forth, you can catch me on Twitter at OnlyMendachi. And, uh, of course, uh, holla at me on literally anything. Uh, I would love it if you just told me that you enjoyed one thing that I said ever in my entire life. That would uh, make my day. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, coming up on my channel, uh, I should be streaming Thursday night and on Friday night possibly saturday night uh my girlfriend is going on a trip uh after or on she's like making her way back uh, to her home state on uh thursday so i should have plenty of time over the next little bit to stream but i also have a lot of stuff to do around the house um so yeah if you guys uh, want to keep up with my schedule uh follow me on twitter at danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e also check out the second channel second youtube channel uh danny k highlights and streams um and I'll have uh, videos of all sorts of like indie gameplay uh, up on there. Uh, and also look up for the reviews. I usually try to coincide the release of those videos with uh, with reviews here on the show. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, Green, we do have a giveaway that we uh, did last week. You want to uh, announce our winner? Please? I forgot to post it. Oh, did you? Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I forgot to post it. I oh, genuinely forgot to post it. Womp womp. Well, guys, we're going to be. We doing... will do it this week. We're going to do it this week. Yeah. <laughs> so follow <laughs> us Put on, on your giveaway hats because we're going to be put, uh, doing a giveaway on Gleam. Yeah. Make sure you check it out on Twitter at Next Nothing PC. I'll post it. I'll post it tonight, actually. You know why? Because I fucked up and I'm sorry. I apologize. I love you all. I'm sorry. And the best part is he's going to eat some Brunschweiger since he messed up. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. You can't pay me to eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's I'll good. say it. That shit sucks. <laughs> you know, I turned 30 on Saturday. I don't need a cake. I could just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you would get that. Anyway, go to Fairway. Go to yeah, Fairway and get a Fairway tube. Have it. Yeah, get a tube of Brunschweiger, stick a fucking candle on it. Ta-da! <laughs> hot, hot dog cake. <laughs> Guys, that's going to wrap up the show this week. Thanks for watching and listening. Your time with us is always appreciated, but of course, we're not just interested in your time and attention. We want to know your thoughts. Let us know what you guys think about anything that we discussed this week on the show in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter. Greenly, hit him with that Twitter again. At next to nothing PC. I'll do a giveaway. I'm making it right now. I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, also, let us know what you think about the question of the week this week. It's brought to us by Bubba Pudding, which is who likes Braunschweiger? Let us know in the comments. Um, look at him sporting that next to nothing. The, the very first, the very first next to nothing mug. Also, I have that mug as well. Yes. Uh, guys, 
it, we're almost at a, at four years now, uh, which means in mm-hmm. July we're gonna have another limited edition mug to go up on sale. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Anyways, if you guys uh, miss any part of the show or want to take us on the go, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to catch us live, you can do that every Tuesday on Twitch at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you like what we do, you can drop a like or subscribe and ring that bell. That really does help us out a ton on YouTube. But if you guys really want to be the Ubermensch, the Superman, the top tier creme de la creme, the best way you can do that is by telling your friends about the show. Seriously, it helps us out a lot. Otherwise, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting those good fights, and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye! Uh, I love you. <laughs>